Let's get into our social conversation as we're raising the bar. Yes, uh, we are hoping for another country that is without corruption, without um, all these things that we have seen since the Zondo Commission. I mean, it's it's a, it's a time for us to raise the bar. And we are joined by Penny Milner-Smythe of Ethical Ways. And I talk all things ethics and anti-corruption. We simply want to support the practice of integrity so that our country can become better in every sphere of our society in this post-Sonder Commission. Our vision is to make sure that each and every citizen should be empowered. Every A-teamer should be empowered with understanding of corruption in practice and in order that they can recognize and resist it, right? That's what we want to do. Our very knowledgeable guest is joining us. Uh, she is Penny Milner-Smythe of Ethical Ways, and uh, she's uh, the only South African whose educational material on corruption is studied by professionals around the globe. Note, not just in South Africa, around the globe. She's the author of the Specialist Program in Anti-Corruption offered by the Inter uh, International Compliance Association. Penny, thank you so very much for joining us again. I'm hoping that we are shaping our country. I hope so too, Patricia. I believe we're greeting and Paddy this evening. So, Tobela. Tobela, Tobela, Penny. <laughs> <laughs> and we can do it in this Zulu. We can do it in any of our True. indigenous languages. Exactly. After can. all, we are in the international decade of indigenous languages and we That's should right. be promoting them. It's a great thing to do. So, Penny, um, this evening, right? Um, we, we are talking about something quite tough, something that's quite a secret, but it's an open secret uh, as we are raising the bar. We are talking sextortion, sex as a currency uh, that is sometimes used for corruption, either to get jobs, to get a contract, to get a promotion. I mean, hello, it's been happening. You're right, it's been happening, and it is a tough subject. You know, Patricia, people often ask me if working in promoting anti-corruption is depressing. And it really isn't, usually. Um, think about it. By definition, the organizations asking for my support and creating a culture of integrity are hopeful spaces, by definition. Uh, but our subject tonight is a painful one to focus on. And it's actually been painful for me to prepare for our conversation this evening. Look, A-teamers, uh, we are talking sextortion, sex as the currency um, instead of money, but sex. And we've heard of a lot of stories. Sometimes we partook in some of these stories, sadly. Let's talk about it openly. Do you know someone who has received a contract because they um, use sex as a currency or someone who's always asking for it? Uh, is someone infamous in your business or in your um, uh, in your organization for such Let, let's talk openly yes you can remain anonymous I want to hear from you um, and let's see how we can overcome sextortion 011-714-2006 you can also sms on 41391 or send us a whatsapp on 0614-104107 if you want an unforgettable experience of how it feels to explore what's really inside of you you really are very good looking thank you very thank you very thank you 
Fleabag deals with real-world problems that will have you laughing at things you've been worrying about. Watch the award-winning series Fleabag starting Monday, 4th April on S3 at 10pm. S3 is fearless by nature. Catch Fleabag Season 1 only on S3. Here, there and everywhere. SAFM. 106.2 FM in Tohoyando. Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli. Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Social Conversations. We are talking on our Raising the Bar about sextortion, corruption where sex is the currency. A-teamers, please join in on this conversation. I know it's a very sensitive one. It's one that we don't necessarily like to speak about. But um, I think a lot of people either know of someone who does this or has done this and they, they you know, frowned upon it but never really spoke about it because how do we really get into people's business behind the closet, right? They've closed the door. We don't see it, mm-hmm. but we see the results. So let's talk about it, A-teamers, on our WhatsApp number 614 um, You know, I'm, I'm going to relate a story here, Penny. And this is right. from someone that I know, an acquaintance who was going through tough times. She lost a job. Uh, after she lost her job, she she was very desperate. And a job opportunity came up. She went for the interview. She was a very pretty lady. Went for the interview uh, in the corporate world and came back crying, uh, saying to me, Gay, uh, I don't know, please give me advice. I've been told by the person who was interviewing me that they are the last person, you know, on the hierarchy. So there's no one above them. And he wants to give her the job, but they should meet up for a date. And she was given a room number. And obviously, we know what was the currency, their sex. And she asked, what should she do? And I said to her, not in a million years. I'd rather eat grass. I'd rather eat grass. Uh, A couple of weeks later, she was working in the same company. She never came Mm. back to say she went there or didn't go there. But obviously, I had to read in between the lines. You came crying after your interview, and now you are working there. Please, how do you tally the two? So the one thing that we have emphasized during our Raising the Bar series, Penny, is the importance of correctly understanding concepts that we bandy around with little thought to their meaning. Please explain to us exactly what is extortion and how prevalent is it in our society? Right. Well, um, the, the net that you set out is obviously one uh, that is all too common. And with regard to prevalence, it's true of all corruption that the answer is we actually don't know. By definition, corrupt acts take place in secret. And this means that it is the one phenomenon that defies accurate measurement. Um, but we can give sextortion um, this form of corruption a definition. And I'm going to use the International Bar Association definition and, and share it with you and the listeners. Um, it describes extortion as a form of sexual exploitation and corruption that occurs when people in positions of authority, whether government officials, judges, educators, 
law enforcement personnel or employers seek to extort sexual favors in exchange for something within their power to grant or withhold. In effect, extortion is a form of corruption in which, as you've said, sex rather than money is the currency of the bribe. Okay. I'm going to go to the lines now. I've got Atima Andrew holding. Good evening, Atima Andrew. Hello, how are you? I'm strong. How are you? I'm good. But I have a question. Do you know why that thing that is the question happens every time we go on about it? No, I don't. Oh, Please tell me. Yeah, that's why. Because ladies, every lady thinks that thing is a privilege for him. So they always use it as a privilege to ask guys to know I have this thing so you can take it as a privilege for me. And you can give me I can offer you this then you can do what you can give me whatever I want. That's mm-hmm. why it almost happened like that but we're not ready for that conversation. I don't know, Andrew. I really don't know. I'm, 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 I'm female. <laughs> I think it's very yeah, clear. Yeah, but we're not ready and for that conversation. No, no, no. Wait, wait. I'm Allow me to that. talk, Andrew. Allow me to talk. I, yeah. I hear you. I've heard you. Please hear me. I'm female, right? And I don't yeah. hold the same view that you hold. And on top yeah, of yeah, that, I know that. I know that there are many men who are straight, who are not gay, who are not homosexual. They're heterosexual men, sometimes married men, who've been asked, for sex in order by other men in order for them to get a contract so are you saying those men are also flaunting themselves around to get contracts no are you saying we are not we, talking about men right no 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 we're talking about extortion we have not said any gender and you brought in the gender you said women yeah, use it gender, as a privilege but how is it a privilege, Andrew? Explain to me. they always use that as an advantage to men. But I'm men also, saying, men also get sextorted. Men also get sextorted. Yeah, I know that, but they, I'm not saying there are no men that use that. Take advantage for the females, but your conversation is directly to females. No, the co- no, 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 Andrew. The conversation is not for females, males, homosexuals, heterosexuals. The conversation is about sex as a currency. And it's happening. I, so I misunderstand mm. you about that. Mm. Okay, I'm sorry about that. But... Okay, thank you for calling in, Andrew. I'm going now to Anonymous A-Tima. Good evening. Hello, Patricia. How are you? I'm strong. How are you? I'm finding you. I was in the same situation as your friend. Yeah, but the only uh, difference is that it was uh, a female. Wow. Okay. Talk to us, Andrew. Um, Anonymous. So she offered me um, like a a package of uh, 60K a month. Mm -hmm. So I eventually took it, but the only situation now is we are in a relationship but uh, since she owns the company uh, I seem like I can't trust her because it's it's like now what is she offering these other men that she gives a job to all right if I understand you correctly you entered into the job um, because she had offered 
the job and it was based on you paying uh, with sex as the currency and thereafter you yes. became in you came in into a, an intimate relationship so you're now officially in a relationship yes but you're worried mm. sure yes. anonymous so that, yeah so i'm wondering like what what is she offering these other guys that she's also employing sure and and i want to ask you um when when you were giving the sex as a currency to get this uh, 60k a month package did you not see any elements of corruption in it or or were you pushed to a corner to that point that you needed the job so much you know, honestly, I didn't see it wrong, especially coming from my perspective as a guy. I saw it as um, I'm benefiting because she's beautiful in any case. So I didn't see it in that way. Mm. But I did find it a bit sus- suspicious initially. Mm, mm. All right, Anonymous, stay on the line, okay? I want Penny to come in on this one. Penny, uh, we'll, we'll, I'll allow you to comment on um, our, our initial A-team or called in, but let's focus on Anonymous right now. Anonymous is in a situation where he just can't trust his partner anymore because he entered into the relationship uh, via extortion, got a 60K package uh, a month, and she owns the company, and here he is now. He's living in a place where he just can't trust. How did the other men get into the jobs that they have? So what can he do? What should he do? You know, Patricia, I am not the expert to be advising on this kind of a situation. But I understand the complexity of it. And in both the caller's examples, we have this element of an unfair benefit uh, accruing to an individual um, and then a sense of unease on the part of the person who has benefited, as in the case of Anonymous, or a sense of deep unfairness, as is really what's being conveyed by Andrew. Uh, why is it that one party to a transaction can use uh, illegitimate means to secure um, an illegitimate benefit? Okay, so is there anything that Anonymous can do in the situation he finds himself in? I don't have advice for Anonymous. Anonymous, look, you find yourself in a very sticky situation. And I suppose um, in order for you to be able to overcome it, you'd you'd need to do a couple of things. Perhaps introspect would be the first one. Secondly, it would be talking to your partner about how you're feeling and your dis-ease. Yes. That's a good, that's so good advice, Patricia. Yeah. Very good advice. All right, Anonymous. Good luck, yeah? Thank you so much. Bye. Excellent. I'm going to another A-teamer here, Penny Victor in Libua Homo. Right. A-teamer Victor, good evening. Hello. Good evening. Thank you. Good evening. Yes. Uh, can, maybe, can, I, I just want to ask, can you allow me Maybe to talk about the race a little bit, or maybe I would go far, but my subject matter is uh, sex as a currency. That's what we're talking right. about, Victor. Go ahead. Yes. All right. I was a young man at the age of 18. I went, I, I went to Pretoria to look for a job, and uh, I had my metric certificate. I had my... Um, 
my driver's license only. But I was good in driving, and I decided to go to some driving school. The, I get I got a boss uh, where I was looking for a job as a driving uh, instructor. And uh, that lady happened to be a white woman, you know, young at the age of 18. You know, she told me to sit down there, to sit, you know, I said, like those uh, coaches and all that. That was relaxing. She gave me a cold drink and all that and so on. Now she came and spoke to me, started touching me and, 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 and things like that. And I was so young at the age of 18. Um, I'd like to say, apart from race, uh, let's do away with the story of where it comes from, from a man or from a woman. Mm. You know, let's work on their sex as a currency. And I denied everything. You know, I, I refused to, to, to go into that you know, nonsensical uh, matter. And, uh, Good for you, all that Victor. I to say, I? Good for you. Good for you for yeah. standing your ground, yeah? Yeah, I, I, I did. I did. I stood my ground. And I was 18. Now I'm 55 years of age, you know? And uh, what, what, what transpired today is I did not get the job. I didn't. You see, so this thing, let's do away with the story of when it starts from women or it, it comes from men. But what happens here is that if you fall into it, it means you're so brave to do it. You know, it goes with people of the same crawl. Once you give in to that, you belong to that crawl. You know, it's, 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 it's not very easy for a person who's not manufactured to do that, to give in to such, whether a woman or a man. Mm, mm. Do you understand me, uh, Th- my sister? Thank you so very much, Victor, for sharing your story mm. and well done for standing your ground and giving A-teamers some perspective. Um, Penny, now in terms of extortion, yes. I mean, is it yes. just a catchy media term? Or is it a correct technical name for what we are talking about today? And you hear Victor, he's giving us his experience. Mm. Um, Anonymous gave us his experience. Absolutely. And, and then Yeah. Indeed. So extortion is to some extent just a catchy term. In fact, it's a form of corruption that doesn't necessarily involve extortion if we use the technical definition of extortion. So let's, let's talk about... We know that corruption happens whenever there is an intervention and a process for illegitimate gain. Um, we've used examples this evening of the person uh, recruiting, uh, recruiting Andrew, recruiting Victor. Um, so we can also take an example of a person who is a student at an institution of higher education, uh, for example. So you might read a typical headline such as Sex for Mark Scandal Rocks University. If we break down that scenario, you could find all methods, all the five methods of corruption in action, abusive position, bribery, extortion, blackmail, and even fraud. Um, there are a number of potential 
potential disciplinary and criminal offences in just that one scenario. Hmm. Okay, Penny, I need you to break it down for us because you've just given us such an eye-opener. Help us understand it more. I will. Um, So let's start with abusive position. Um, We're talking about what we call an asymmetrical power relationship. Andrew and Victor both were in asymmetrical power relationships, and they were both vulnerable. They were seeking a benefit, an opportunity, um, just as the student in relation to the university professor or librarian um, is doing the same. And they can be helped or harmed by the corrupter who is seeking their own personal gain. So that's the abusive position. Let's talk about bribery. And I think in a, in a way, <clears throat> this might have been um, what Anonymous was referring to when he was trying to talk about the fact that both parties sometimes are playing a role. We've spoken before, Patricia, about the fact that a bribe can be anything of value. So let's take waiving a submission deadline at university, which can be exchanged for a sexual favor. Um, So if we think about it, sextortion always involves a bribery element, which might be a willing exchange, as might be the case that Anonymous was talking about, or it might be extortive in nature, as in Victor's example, where he didn't succeed because he didn't provide the, his part of the bribe. Um, and then maybe we should say that there can be fraud. And this is very important. When the payoff involves some kind of misrepresentation or deceit, say a lecturer agrees to give a mark to a student that they didn't earn um, and submits that mark to admin at the university, they're committing fraud. Finally, of course, there can be blackmail because the result of these uh, scenarios is that one or other party is always in a position to threaten the other with revealing evidence of the sexual activity in return for some further benefit. And that's what we call blackmail. Sure. Penny, now two things are coming to mind as I'm listening to you. Firstly, um, that sextortion can involve every one of the tools of corruption that you have mentioned. And secondly, this explanation of sextortion makes it sound very different from sexual harassment. Am I right in my assessment? You're quite right. Uh, I think, firstly, sextortion certainly involves potentially a number of disciplinary and criminal offences. But it's important to remember that there is a situation in which harassment may form part of extortion, but we make a grave error when we treat extortion as only a matter of harassment. You know, in South Africa, Patricia, we have well-developed sexual harassment and now harassment legislation, which encourages a variety of approaches depending on the situation. I was very sad to read a case at one university here in South Africa where a student laid a complaint against a lecturer who had offered an exchange of marks for sex and where the university's response was to facilitate a so-called reparative discussion between the two parties. Now, I quite understand that this kind of approach is conceived of in terms of the harassment legislation, but in this context, it's just nonsense. 
we must recognize that in certain cases there's a criminal corrupt element in these incidents where what the person in the position of power is seeking is an illegitimate benefit. Um, and that's very different from sexual harassment. All right, so there's a distinct difference between sextortion and sexual harassment, and I think I'm glad that we we have an understanding of it. Penny, I'm looking at our time, and I need to go to the news now. Is it possible for us to continue with this conversation next week, Monday, on sextortion? Because there's so much. There's so much that we need to learn as an eye-opener and how to defend ourselves, where to report it, how to say no and be like Victor and be victorious over people who are doing corruption using sex as a currency. Lots more to talk about, and we look forward to hearing from more of the listeners next week, Patricia. Excellent. And Penny, how do we get in touch with you as A-teamers? Well, people can direct message me on Twitter or connect with me on LinkedIn, Patricia. Thank you very much, Penny. That's Penny Milner-Smythe of Ethical Ways. She'll be back again next week, Monday, around the same time, talking sextortion.